ready to talk about podcasts, even though this ain't the podcast, this is Talk About That. You guys can follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, and subscribe here on YouTube. Today we have a great guest. She is the owner of Lola's in Oxford, Pennsylvania. Her name is Nancy Sapp. Sapp with two Ps, right? Sapp with two Ps. Okay, just, just wanted to <laughs> clarify that. My mom s- sent me the last name. Actually, I think I was talking to Chelsea, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, did she misspell it? And... I thought maybe with the last name there would be two P's in it, yes. but there is two P's two in P's. it. Um, I want to talk about a bunch of stuff, but before we get into anything about Lola's and the business and everything, you were just on a trip not too long ago. I Where was. did you go again? I went to Belize. Where is that? Belize is in Central America, and it borders Guatemala and Mexico and I think Honduras, if uh, I have that right. Okay, and why did so. you go there again? For a concert, was it? No, no, we went um we went just for a vacation, my daughter's spring break, but ah. I had been there um a few times before with my uncle's church um and done some mission work. Right. So they um have a partner church in Orange Walk, Belmapan and San Ignacio. So I'd been there for that and then we had taken a global wear trip to Guatemala one year with three of my children and my daughter. And uh, that's kind of like a, a mission slash vacation trip. Right. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And when we went down to Guatemala, we actually went through Belize. Gotcha. And then we came back and did a day in Belize City. But they had never gotten to see the island. They had never snorkeled on the reef because it's like the second largest Great Barrier Reef in the world. Wow. Yeah. And um, First time you were there? First time you've ever been there? No, no. I've okay. been there a couple times so I, Yeah, I thought yeah. that's what you meant. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure. But, but that not was, the kids. Gotcha. So we took them and my husband. So he got to swim with the sharks and the rays. Wow. And that sounds fun. Snorkel. And it was great sounds fun. It's a beautiful fun. place to visit. So you had a great time. How come, a wonderful wh- time. Why did you go there the multiple years? Just because I'm not familiar with this place. Is there was there a particular reason why you went there multiple years, or you just nope, just that's just where we went. Yeah, um, like I said, we went through Guatemala. My daughter's adopted; she's from Guatemala. Oh, so okay. That's why we chose to do a global wear trip to Guatemala. Wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But it's a really easy place to Belize, um, and you have great snorkeling. If you're a diver, um, Belize is a great place. There's a place called the Blue Hole. Check it out; it's really cool to look wow. at. Wow. It's like the belly button of the earth. It's really cool. Really? That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, when you when you went there, how long were you guys there? We were there for about nine days. When you're there right. for that long, do you ever get homesick? Are you somebody who gets homesick, or could you have stayed there for another nine mm-hmm. days? I don't know if I would say I got homesick this time. When I was when I was younger, when my kids were younger, and I would travel, I would definitely get homesick. But when they're with me, it's it's not the same. Right. I don't get homesick because home is with me. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm somebody who, when I go on a trip, Mm -hmm. after three days, four days, I'm ready to come back home. Yeah. Yeah. We went to Las Vegas for a UFC fight, um, and. We were so involved, obviously, so excited. It was the first time we ever went to a UFC event, first time going to Las Vegas as well, mm-hmm. Riley and I, just us. Um, but because of all the stress, all the craziness, I would say we were ready by the last day to come back home, right? Yeah. And it was only two, yeah, three but days. I wasn't even worried about being that far out. I was just being – I was just wanting to watch the pay-per-view. That's yeah, why I yeah. wanted. <laughs> and then once it was over, then I was like, I want to go home. Yeah, it's time to go home. So there's you, a, yeah. Had you been to Vegas before? No, no first time. Neither of us have been there. It was the oh, first time we went. Okay. And, we, and our first UFC event, too. So it was a whole – it was a 
big memory for us. Yeah, it was yeah. huge. Uh, we went in September of last year, so that was awesome. But uh, I'd be remiss to not talk about the main thing, the main reason why we got you on the podcast, because yeah. you are an owner of a mm-hmm. great store, Lola's. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how it started. I have no idea. I have no idea the answers to all these questions. Okay. Why is Lola's a thing? When did it begin? <laughs> how did the whole story begin? You know? So... Um, well, we've, we've been in business for almost seven years now. So probably about eight years ago, uh, right after my father had passed away, I had purchased a building in town in Oxford and I had also been involved with Oxford Main Street, um, for many, many years. So Oxford Main Street's an organization that helps to, um, you know, work with the businesses to help revitalize our downtown strip and you know for many years there was a time when we had a lot of vacancies in our downtown um you guys are younger so i don't know if you remember that right but um oxford main street works a lot with the businesses and trying to help revitalize and did years ago when i was working with them so i knew that downtown needed a couple specific things at the time so we were starting to get some really good restaurants in and they had some longevity and staying power and they were sticking around but some of the things that that uh, the polls had shown that we needed was a clothing store shoe store um, multiple different kinds of restaurants good anchor businesses like that are important so uh, I had purchased this this house I still own it it's on on Locust Street and I was meeting with a friend of mine uh, who happens to be my Lola right so if if you end up following Lola's and um, watch some of our online uh, material, Lola, who is my business partner, Deb, uh, was the person I was meeting. She was doing um, a direct sale at the time, and I wanted to purchase something from her so that we could put it at my auction. I wanted to support her. And sorry to interrupt. So you, so there is two people who own Lola's. It, 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 I, I'm the owner. Deb's my business partner. I understand. Um, okay, so you, you were know. right about that. Yes. So R- Riley said that before we started. Yeah. He goes, there was somebody else. Deb's, mm. Deb's the manager of the store. She runs the front. She she had this dream. So we, we meet. I'm having coffee with her, and um, I would like to believe myself to be a, a spiritual person and I really felt as if the Lord said to me when she walked through the door ask her if she wants to open a boutique wow one of the businesses I thought maybe we would put into the building that I had purchased was a small boutique because it had had a second store attached to the building that I purchased so I thought okay this little space could be used for that um, Deb herself, shared with me after I asked her that question that that was kind of a dream of hers. Wow. Since yeah. she was a young girl. Right. So it wasn't really a dream of mine. Personally, I'm a I'm a, paint, a trained pastry chef. That's right. what I used to so, do. Wow. So this is really <laughs> interesting. So it was really business related. Like you you yes. you were on you were on the the board or you had some affiliation with Main Street, mm-hmm. correct? And then you, you meet this girl who has a dream of of opening a clothing right. shop. So it was and just me you so was it like you were investing in the company? Was it like, how did that all come together? You know what I mean? Well, through our, our conversation, um, Deb wasn't really in the position to to take on a business such as that on her own. So we decided it was something that we would do together. And like I said, here we are almost seven years later. And um, it has been a beautiful partnership because um, 
I didn't think I had that kind of dream when we started. Yeah. But as as we grew it, and and I have to do a little plug for my my sister, my little sister Deb, um, kind of came along for the ride at the beginning. Wow. Uh, we didn't know what we were doing. I'd never opened a business. Never thought I was going to open a business such as that. I quite honestly was too scared to ever open a business on my own. But when you have the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you kind of do what you're told. So okay, so <laughs> I, if, if, if you didn't have the business, what would you be doing? What would I be doing? I don't know. I always find myself doing something. Yeah. Um, being a pastry chef, I, I at one point thought that maybe I would have some type of restaurant or bake shop, but, but it's it's a tremendous amount of work to have a restaurant. Yeah. I have a high, oh, I have sure high re- regard and respect for uh-huh. people who, who are in food service. It it's was hard doing that. it was a long hard hours when I started having children. I just worked out of my home and uh, that was enough for me. So I had continued to to dabble and have my my hands in it, but it didn't take over my life. I'll come back to Lola's, but now because you've mentioned it a couple times, I'm really interested. You seem to be religious. I is am. that is that fair? So when did you have you always been religious? Is this something that you got into uh, not too long ago? These types of conversations <laughs> always fascinate me, and we've never had somebody as a guest talk about that. If you're comfortable with talking about that, I'd love to hear sure, how I, you got into it. Why you? you I, know. I'm always uh, cautious to use the word uh, religious because I think that has con- a negative connotation for a lot of people. I would like to say that I am um, a lover of Jesus. Um, I was taken to church as a young girl my parents did that and then there were some very specific women in my life who um really prayed over me supported me um taught me and sustained me through some Mm -hmm. really really difficult times and probably uh might not have made it through some things in my life I have a a beautiful very uh lovely church who uh, accepted me when I probably would not have considered myself uh, someone who would have been welcomed into most churches' open arms. Um, I'm probably the black sheep of my family. If something could be done wrong, I probably did it wrong. I did. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> kind of an open book. Gotcha. But, uh, you really um, do enjoy. Do you enjoy it? Do you? Do, you know. You do. Do you do a lot of research? Do you do a lot of? You know. Do you put a lot of effort in? into your faith because that's something that you know I always found so interesting is that I feel like you have to put a lot of effort into it just like everything else I think a lot of people always wonder all these things might not believe all these things but if you don't put effort into anything you're not going to get anything into return I feel like at least for myself with my own experiences with faith I have to put an effort into it and and I do feel like that always helps you know helps me at least is it the same for you I think again I, I would not choose the word effort. Is it something that you probably should be diligent with? Like effort to me almost means like it's it's work and it's something negative. So for me, um, my faith and what I believe is sustaining. I understand. Okay. Um, so yes, it does it require work and some time and commitment and prioritizing which I'm not always good at. I wish I were better at that. Um, I can become very passionate about something, and then I don't always put my priorities in the right way. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I would like to say that that 
my faith and my diligence towards that would always be my priority. For unfortunately, it isn't always, but it is something that is it is definitely part of me, wow. and who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and awesome. also yeah. part of our business because um, Deb Lola is is also very much in that same mindset. Gotcha. Yeah, that's so. awesome. That's great stuff. And and when you guys started the business, like you said, you how long has it been? You know, it's up almost, seven, almost seven years. Seven now. years. Well, wow. probably really seven years now from the the time we had the conversation until the time we took our tri- first trip to market not knowing what we were doing again here we are at market don't even have a brick and mortar store and we're placing orders for this dream that we have right and uh, <laughs> like the first time you opened the store did you ever think of it as blowing it up like this just thought we were going to open this cute little boutique um which i still think we are a cute little store but i think what we learned was that the community desired maybe a little bit more More. than that Mm -hmm. because and of course you know our life has changed dramatically from the time that we opened until now you know having been through covid you guys are young so that it was you know very traumatic i'm sure for you guys yeah i was in school uh i was in school it was it it was my sophomore year two years was just like poof yeah i I completely lost my whole junior year you lost your what freshman freshman year yeah you know, freshman it, and part of the eighth yeah, yeah. it kind of changes you it alters how you look at things Definitely i mean does. certainly was very stressful for everyone whether you were a business owner or whether you were a student there was all this kind of stress and i i think that we we've changed a lot because we had to because the world kind of changed and right. i think people after covid really appreciated small businesses they appreciated brick and mortar um, they appreciated their towns and their communities, and I feel that our community, in particular, really did, um, you know, take that very seriously and ha- has kind of stayed with that that thought. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And kind of going back sure. to kind of what Riley was asking, with the growth of it, when did you guys see? Okay, this is getting a lot bigger than you know we expected. We Maybe not even expected. Series. Maybe you did have big expect. You we know, didn't. expectations. We had no expectations. Okay, so really. had no expectations. Um, and I think what happened, I think COVID kind of changed things for us in some ways because my daughter in love, Lauren, who is the manager of the It's So Lola's part of the store, which is where our prom gown, our cocktail, right. all of those things are. Um, she was living in Penn State at the time and she worked at a salon. So she lost her job during COVID. And uh, she said, Nancy, I've always wanted to help. Where can I plug in? What can I do? And I said, well, we've already thought we would dabble with the online part of it Mm -hmm. because most POS systems are designed to be able to provide you with that. So it was kind of a silly thing not to, to utilize it. And here we were in COVID where people wanted to buy things, but how did they do it? They could do it online. So um, she started that part of it. And really, I think that that is when we took a more thoughtful approach at our growth. Right. Um, before, I want to say it was just, it was fun. We were having a wonderful time. Like you um, said, you had no expectations. No expectations. But now all of a sudden, you're making these you know, significant investments. Right. Um, I think one of my greatest joys out of all of it is, you know, 
having people to have a career, a job, opportunities, that to me is very That's exciting. Good. I like yeah, that. for sure. And you also told me, you know, when we spoke the, for the first time, you told mm-hmm. me you just love doing what you do. And once do. A, and something that, you know, and I told Riley this before we started the podcast because you guys have never met before this podcast. And um, you are, in, in all honesty, not just saying this because you're on the podcast, you are one of the best people I've ever talked to. The way you present things, the way you say things, you could tell that you're an owner of a business. And um, because we're kind of starting our own thing now, you know, with the podcast, and mm-hmm. we have a lot of huge things coming. We can't say all the things right now, but, um, you know, starting a business is mm-hmm. is a big deal. And mm-hmm. We put a lot of time into this. We have two podcasts. We have a gameplay that we do. Um, we have a website that is, luckily, it's run by uh, a buddy of mine okay. and, and his marketing agency. Um, but there's a lot of moving pieces to everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I know with this, with your business specifically, there's a chain of command. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure things get stressful because you're at the top of it all. Um, how, how do you handle all the stress when it's coming all your way? Whether, you know, you might have people, you know, below mm-hmm. you that are taking care of a lot of the stress for you. But I know... If, you know, there's got to be days that are stressful. And, you know, you know, like even with today, before you came here, you said it was short-staffed, <laughs> it was yeah. busy, and, you know. Short-staffed, a little busy, which is always a wonderful thing, so you never want to complain about that. Right. Um, yeah. I think that the key and most important thing when running a business, obviously, you're always going to have stress, so you kind of anticipate that. But you have to have a place to put it when you are away from it. So those compartmentalizing certain things of your life. Um, men are traditionally better at that than women are. Um, so I've had to learn a lot about that. Um, putting people in place in a position where their skill set is better than yours. So where I lack, I need to hire and work with someone who has that skill set that I need that I may not be good at. But if they're better at it, so be it, you know, because now I can, if you can delegate to a person who is as passionate about their work as you are, but their skill set is better in the area that you need them, then right there is the key. Never being afraid that someone might know something more than you do and being willing to learn from them. So that helps alleviate a lot of stress. Right. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really know how to do a website and Lauren probably didn't either when she first started, but she was passionate enough to learn how to do it. Yeah. And I, and, and actually did it. great example going back to um, my buddy, Chris, he was actually the second episode on this podcast and he's a jujitsu grappler and he's a good buddy of mine. He has a marketing agency and you know, we had a website before we started with Chris mm-hmm. and it was the most, one of the most stressful things I've ever mm-hmm. had to do. And I lost a lot of money doing it cause I didn't know what I was doing. So, right. you know, I'd pay for, you know, the subscription mm-hmm. and this, and then, you know, you know how the, you know, the game goes and I lose all my money and <laughs> it got to a point actually it was almost like a blessing in disguise. Right. When I canceled our website, got rid of our website, mm-hmm. um, Chris sent me a text and, and, and he said, you know, he has a marketing agency. Um, you know, and he would do it, for, do it for us. And, um, you know, Chris has, you know, he crushes it with our, with our website. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and the reason why I brought this up is because that's somewhere that I lack, you know, right. I edit all these podcasts, the gameplays, mm-hmm. everything that we do, you know, I'm able to get through that. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a co-host with Riley on the, on the podcast. I can get through that. But when it comes to websites and handling right. the website, I don't want to do that. Riley's actually in full control in charge of the website. And then, you know, it's, it's ran by 
CMK Media. Which mm-hmm. If if Riley wasn't in the picture, it wouldn't talk about wouldn't be able to be what it is. I right. need him to be able to not only be the co-host, but I need him behind the scenes. And and it's so important for us. We don't have a team, not at least right now. It's 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 Jack and Riley's show, right? Full on board for you. You have a this this team. Definitely now. have a team, but I mean, it took it took a long time to establish that, right? Too. And figure out who's really going to stay. Well, and we did have we would have hourly workers at the time, but. The, the core team that put Lola's together, like I said, was, was Deb and myself, but then my little sister, Deb, who was really definitely behind the Jeez, scenes. Jeez, couple Debs, eh? But <laughs> I said, Nan, Nan and her double Ds. That's yeah. how I used to introduce myself at, at, <laughs> is there any at more market. Nan- <laughs> is there any more Nancys in the... No, okay, no, no, good. there are many Nancys around. <laughs> right, Anybody good. over We don't want a bunch of clones 50, running around. You know. Yeah. yeah, we don't need the Clone Wars at Lola's, so um, it's all good. But, Wars. <laughs> no, but, but continue. But they... They really, you know, the three of us, we figured it out as we were going. My sister Deb did all the inventory inputting. And, of course, you know, back when we first started, inventory wasn't as big. We had a smaller POS system. And then, you know, then things grew. And so now we're exploring and and taking time to what's going to work better for us. So now, you know, so much of the job is, is, is taking information extrapolating it, put together a report and figure out which direction you want to go now. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like with I the said, inventory, with uh, sorry to, you know, okay. to interrupt you, I was just curious, with the inventory part, do you have a lot of different suppliers that are sending you guys stuff? Okay, so it's, we do, you definitely. have a lot of different clothing that's coming from a bunch of different areas? We do. Okay. Part of what I think makes Lola's as interesting as it is right. because – Again, we're kind of like that small department store, so we have everything really clothing-wise that you need. But we try and order small batches, you know, the best way to put it. Yeah. So we don't have a lot of duplicate things. Yeah, and plus you can see what works and what doesn't Mm -hmm. work and what Mm -hmm. sells and what doesn't sell. Right. Um, You know, it is a women's... Base mm-hmm. store. Yep. Uh, we had a conversation mm-hmm. before about possibly doing a men's thing. I, I know I that that's ass, yeah. Right? I know that's not you know nothing's official or anything right now. But is that still? Are you able to speak about that at all? Or um, I know I, that I do think that that's something that we're all talking about, and that's it's really a conversation that we're really at the point where we're going to make a decision. But it's something that everyone who is on the team really has to buy into because yeah. it's, it's they a big deal. They all agree to it. It's a big deal. Yeah. That big, sounds it's awesome. It's a very big deal. Now it is the, the first asked question, you know, that we have all the time. Are you ever going to do men's really this surprised me more than anything. When we opened the store, right. People started asking, are you going to do a men's clothing? And, I thought, wow, I don't. I'm not even sure what I'm doing with women's clothing. How, right, and how if maybe it's that? a good. It might even be a good question to ask, <laughs> yeah. right? Because in in a sense, that means mm-hmm. more people want more stuff, well, and this is only better for the business. In look a for a survey on our social media because it will be being sent out as to what it is you would awesome. Like yeah, to see. I'll have all the uh, all of Lola's Instagram, Perfect. social media, the website. What's the website? Do you our have website. a website? Um, Lola's on third, okay. the number three, RD. Yeah, and I'm sure it's can, also yeah. you know linked to the Instagram, so I'll take care of yep. all that. All that stuff will pop up on the screen yep. for everybody watching. If you're listening to this podcast, you can always come to YouTube and watch the podcast. But um, another thing that I want to ask you is that you know it takes a lot of confidence to, to not only do things but push the needle, the needle with stuff. You know, We have a lot of big announcements, like I told you, um, coming up. And uh, 
you know, I had to push the needle to get, you know, there's certain guests that are coming on in the future that mm-hmm. is, you know, big name people, you know, especially for us and pushing the needle to, you know, have that happen is a big deal. Also with some of our other announcements. Um, the reason why I bring this up is when you do talk to people about having clothes and about doing this, and it seems like you're a very passionate, you know, person, does it take a lot to, to push your, push your needle because I have a hard time I think I push a lot you know but I feel like without me pushing there's nothing that's going to happen you know we wouldn't have what's what we're announcing without Mm -hmm. me driving I mean I feel like if something's right there for you I feel like you just have to go for it yeah see where it goes agreed really the only failure is not trying yeah Yeah. if you don't do it you're not really doing anything So, I used to I used well. to be so afraid of doing anything that I knew that I couldn't be successful at. Yeah. And this this took me to a new place in my life because I had no idea what I was doing. And it, and you you never would have thought it had anything to do with clothing, right? You right. just wanted to do you looked at it from a perspective of the town, mm-hmm. thinking here are the okay, five good, different good stores mm-hmm. that we need here. Right. And then you approach somebody who had a dream of the whole, which is really an interesting way to get into business because it's really like business. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You were just looking to invest in a company. Right. Comparatively to her, she's the one with the passion, which I guess that's how most things, you know, or not all things, but a lot of businesses get created. You get somebody, you get a team, you get a company, you get somebody who's going to invest in your company, help rise, and then you have somebody who's actually, you know, the, the front of it. Is Debbie... Um, inside Lola's a lot. She's always is she always there? Is she very more behind the scenes? Lola did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And yeah. Are, well, if you go on our Instagram and and our social media, you'll see Deb. She normally does a um a Lola's live each week. Um, so she'll invite you into the store, share something that's going on. Oh, that's awesome. You know, she'll promote maybe for instance we have a fashion show coming up, so she might be promoting that. We just did a pop up shop out at um, Dansko which is another local business, yeah. and um, she went on and announced that. Do you do you so, like uh, dipping your toes in the to partnering with other people and being absolutely a- partnerships? Probably one of your key things. Yeah, you know, honestly, is to, to areas where we saw uh, growth is when you partner. Yeah. Um, so maybe in the future there'll be a talk about Lola's partnership happening there you go. here. There maybe you we'll go. have to talk about that in the Part- future. We, you're kind of silly not to because you're you're now accessing an audience that maybe otherwise wouldn't know you. Exactly. A big thing, especially with this podcast, so we have a UFC podcast that we do every single week, mm-hmm. which is Mixed Martial Arts, and then we have a UFC gameplay that we do every single week. But every other Friday, this is the podcast, obviously, that you're on right now. Talk about that. The podcast is having a bunch of different guests. And, mm-hmm. you know, just to name a few guests that have been on the podcast, we have you, owner of Lola's. We had a co, you know, one of the two men behind Wavine, James Wilson, was okay. also on the podcast. Well, I know James. I yeah, know and he's well. an extremely hard worker. Well, he was one of, he's my oldest son's, one of his best friends. They were oh wow growing up together. Yeah, great L- podcast. Suggest everybody to go watch <laughs> So I know, that. The, I know the Wilson brothers very well. Yes. And they are incredibly hard workers. Incredibly. And yeah. you should all go to Waybine because it's a fabulous place to go. <laughs> yeah, shout out. And uh, another big thing is uh, we, we've also had Jiu-Jitsu grapplers and stuff. As you can see... We're marketing a lot of different genres. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I hope we're going to get a very different, you know, fan base or more or less 
perspective or people who come to this podcast to learn more about the business side of things. Um, you know, for all the people who, you know, go and shop at Lola's to be able to hear it from, you know, the person who owns the place, people enjoy those types of things. And that's something, you know, the reason why I brought this up is because we really try to branch out to other things. We were always a UFC first type podcast type brand. We are big in mixed martial arts. Um, but I told Riley, I said, in order for us to grow, we have right. to do more. Is Lola's, when somebody asks you, what is Lola's? Well, I don't know if you guys would ever uh, remember this show, but there was a show called Cheers many years ago, and it was the, the hometown bar in, in Boston. Okay. And it was kind of that place where they all got together, and it was home, but it was home away from home. So what I w- would like people to think of Lola's as is, is they're kind of their safe store to come to. We want to get to know you. We care mm-hmm. about our customer. I, I want to know um, why you came into the store. You know, for instance, on Saturday, we had a beautiful customer come in. She was in her 80s. She had just lost her husband. Oh, man. Um, and it takes, it, it takes time to ask the right questions when somebody comes into you and they're in that kind of, Fragile state. You know, can you imagine 60, I think she said 63 years Jeez. they had been married. Wow. That's crazy. That's incredible. So, you know, it was an honor. It was an honor to be able to help a customer at that point in their lives. So I, we want, not just me, because um, a lot of times I'm in the back, so I, I have phenomenal sales ladies that work out there. Being in food service for many years, I worked in uh, some Ritz Carltons did some freelance work from the, for them, but their their culture is what I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. You know, a customer comes up to you, your guest comes to you and said, "What is it that I, you know, what what can I do to help you?" You know, and they say, "Well, I, right now I need a glass of water." Well, that may not be your job per se under your job description, but your response to your guest is, "It would be my pleasure." Anything yeah. that I can do to serve you at this moment, because that is my job. We're in the service industry. And and our thinking around service, I think, should be different. It is a pleasure to be in the service industry. I want to be able to serve you. So our guests, when they come in, yes, they're our customer, but really they're our, our guests. So that's our culture. Right. That... When you come into our store, you are our guest. Allow us to, to serve you, wait on you, and take care of your needs. To be fair, and the truth is that larger corporations, I don't believe, invest a lot of time in into, their, into yes. their training their sales associates and how to actually wait on... Do you have a whole training process on how you like your... your I don't have it written out, but I know... I, no, how I'm you really want good it. at talking. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's why obviously. I wanted you um, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we we do have you know an outline of of what we believe customer service should be. You know, I feel like you know a lot of companies have the same type of deal, but it's not always displayed the same. Like I said, um, you know, in all honesty, walking to your store with the people that you know greeted me. They were all extremely passionate. And even though I feel that most businesses push that, 
it takes the right people, the right mm-hmm. team to really push it because all businesses say the same thing. You know, we're here, we're kind, this is the place to be, come on and show up. But let's be honest here, not every every place has the best people, you know, the best team, the best everything. And that's something it does seem Lola's does have. Um, you know, when when you when you got into the industry of, of clothes, did it did it take you by surprise? Is, is there so much to learn? Oh dear heavens! In, in, in the clothing knew, industry, we knew nothing. We okay. learned. We we learned a lot. We're still learning a lot. And I tell you how we learned a lot of what we needed to know at the very beginning, which was by some really phenomenal reps from companies that we were purchasing from. Okay. We um, were very lucky and very blessed to um, have a couple um, key. Players, I would say, gentlemen. I mean, I'm wearing a Liverpool jacket right now. Liverpool is one of my favorite companies. And um, my Liverpool rep, who is still my Liverpool rep, uh, he and his husband, they they taught us a lot. They were very, very open, uh, very honest in helping guide us and how to, to make purchases and how to make returns and how to make a phone call if an item isn't isn't actually working for you but asking questions to people who were willing to share was probably the, the most important thing but w- we had no idea what we were doing right was is it hard to tr- <laughs> I don't even know why we thought we could do it but you was know, it hard just- to tr- you know maybe trust isn't the right word but figure out who was going to be the right people well it was I mean you there were there were a lot of misses trust okay. me so yeah there that's- were there were a lot of misses along the way um, you know finding the right price points that work well for this community um, still being able to sell quality product um, at affordable prices. Also thinking about, you know, our branding, what we wanted to be a clothing store that everybody could really shop at. So we we had to find the right mix of finding those right price points. And that does take some time to talking to the, the right reps and looking at companies. And like I said, trial and error, a lot of things didn't work out. Um, but without asking questions and kind of being persistent, we probably wouldn't have learned as much as we did. Right. And you said, you know, it's almost been about seven years. When did you guys start to see, if I can ask, you know, I don't know, profit growth from um, the actual company? Well, I that's think, where I would say there. that's where, um, you know, the I rise think the, the began, growth, right? Unfortunately, the, you know. the time when we saw that and decided to make the next investment was the COVID year. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So we're kind of... So are you... That point was that, that a blessing in disguise for the company, reset. in a sense? Mm, well, many things came to me because of COVID. Right. So my social media manager, Maddie, came to me. She's also a phenomenal sales associate. Um, so she came to me because of COVID. And then Lauren, of course, came to me. Was it a blessing? I think there were some things that that happened because of that, which were great. Um, you're st- we're still kind of resetting from that. I would I would have to say because we started our expansion into Sololas at the time. Right. So now Sololas is just at, you know, it's two year mark. I guess. Right. So you got Lolas, which is the actual. The shop where you go mm-hmm. in and get, and then solos is where they do all the prom, prom stuff, right? The prom yeah. fitting, mothers, um, mothers of the bride and groom. Gotcha. Um, and you know, just more. Can you get wedding dresses at uh, Lowell's? No. Okay. We do not do wedding dresses. No wedding dresses, <laughs> no. but people do get a lot of 
bridesmaid dresses, I'm sure, yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. from there. Um, when 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 you guys did, you know, get into it, did you guys know if you were going to go a casual route, a professional route, um, a little bit of both with with your wardrobe, you know, with the with mm-hmm. the apparel itself? Are you guys going to? I think that's what's probably changed the most. Okay. I, I think when we first started, we were thinking boutique and kind of that fun, eclectic, little different pieces than you can get everywhere um, else. And then we realized that the the need in the community is really for clothing, period. So you've got to have a really good pair of jeans. Yeah. And every woman has like probably five in her drawer. Yeah. My girlfriend's closet wear, of jeans, the whole know, thing's jeans. So we wanted to find really good jeans that work for our customer. Right. So we have four different jean lines that we um buy from which work very very well wow they they've been three of them have been the same ones since we started oh wow that's awesome so yeah so would you say it's i don't know maybe it's not extremely professional but with the prom and and with the you know bridesmaid stuff there is a lot of really nice clothing a lot of nice dresses Mm -hmm. that come in um but there is a little bit more of a casual in a sense but you know jeans jeans are not very you know they're casual you can wear jeans casually but you know. But a lot of women wear jeans to work now. Yeah. And they have specific guidelines, you know. For sure. They can be, you know. Whether they're ripped uh, up. Ripped up yeah. or, you know, a darker pair of jeans. Gotcha. So, so we have fun. We have professional. We have it all. That's very fascinating. Yeah. And and another thing is, like, um, when you when you, when you when you go out and shop for your clothes now, I'm sure you probably wear a lot of your own clothing, you know, from, from Lulz and mm-hmm. everything. But are you so into it now? You went from not having no desire in the clothing. Are you so into it? Like when you pick up a shirt, are you like weighing it? You know, making sure it's like, you know, yeah, making sure it's the right one. Or is it not really about that? Or do you not do you not look at it? I don't it that know. I way? think I get I get excited, still get excited about it because I we think about specific customers now when we buy, so it's still exciting. You know, we I don't really buy clothes anywhere else. Very rarely do I buy clothes anywhere else because I almost feel guilty doing it. I a lot of the clothes probably, you wear. I probably are, have too yours. many in my closet. Which is cool. And that's then, yeah. uh, that's what I want to do. I said yeah. that. Uh, merchandise is a huge thing that we, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to very much so dip our toes in. We just did a small merch drop of our plain bat with that logo, our top bat logo, and it was all black. Um, It was like our retro first ever simple and original drop, but I want to do some big things with clothing. Mm-hmm. And... um. I would like to almost eventually only wear talk about stuff, you know? That's a great way to help market yourself, mm-hmm. market, market your stuff. But also, you know, you want to rep the stuff you're wearing. And Absolutely. like you just said, is everything you're wearing right now have a little connection to it? Yes. Yeah. So there you go. It does. That's great. It does. So what, 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 um, what, what, what does the future hold here for Lola's? What do you think, uh, where do you see Lola's in the next? Like what's mm-hmm. the next? Maybe step? three years. Is that too far? Maybe too short? I think three years is a good. No, I think you'll probably see. We'll either expand into, you know, the men's clothing. Possibly have a more designated shoe area, mm-hmm. um, for the store. Same area. Yeah. You like where you guys are located? Mm-hmm. Stay mm-hmm. in this area. Would you ever want to branch out more? Have m- multiple different nope. stores? You like it? Just nope. one. I don't, I don't yeah. need that. Yeah. Too much stress. Mm. Yeah. It's, well, it's, <laughs> it's not really my desire gotcha at my age i mean i'm enjoying what i'm doing but eventually i'd like to have as much fun as i work yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> you work on every, how many days a week do you sure. work 
I know you probably get to do whatever you kind of want. Well, Lola's isn't my only job. So we have a family foundation. Oh. The Oxford Area Foundation. And I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Our our family foundation um, was just kind of happened to be in the right place at the right time. I had a great conversation with Brandywine Conservancy. They were in the process of helping the family who owned the land at the time. Um, What's the foundation all about? Uh, we're a community-based foundation, so our mission was always um, Oxford-centric organizations, funding op- Oxford-centric organizations that um, just edify and um, support our community. What weighs more on your schedule, the foundation or Lola's? Ooh. Not the foundation so much anymore because my... my um, yeah, who's all a part of that? So my one son, Philip, is uh, currently our executive director. Um, Jeez, are you are you the owner of that too? Well, you can't, don't really own a foundation. Okay, but we are we're the, the board of directors. Okay, the, okay, gotcha. We're the board. Of, my great grandfather was the the uh, the person who created oh, wow. the Oxford Foundation. So this is three four years of generations of, of yeah, the, the whole the foundation. Generations. Oh, okay, gotcha. Wow, that's interesting. Uh-huh. What do you like doing more? Is that a bad question to ask? Do you no, know the no, answer? No, no, they're, they're just different things. Yeah. Um. I think Lola's probably takes more of my time. It's nice that my son Philip is now the executive director. Um, you know, I have four sons and a daughter, and um, three of the three of the four boys are close enough now that they work on and help out with the preserve. Um, my husband helps. My brother-in-law is there. Don't mind after the podcast. You send me all that stuff. I will have it all up on here. Chelsea will send it to you. Okay, cool. You want me to text her instead? Yeah, text Chelsea. That's how all the big business people are. So then we can't can't forget about Chelsea because without... Chelsea, there's nothing. Without Chelsea, there's nothing. I have to... (laughs) Chelsea does everything for me. I want to say this. I have to... I want to tell you this because I have a great thing. I have to bleep this out because I'm not allowed to say this yet, but uh, we're having... Um, getting was a uh, was a process, and okay. um, I find it interesting because you're telling me now I need to text Chelsea. It's like that's how that's how I've that's been getting all these guests, yep. all, all these big owners got all these assistants. I'm like a freaking <laughs> pawn in their story. <laughs> oh, text Chelsea. I'll text. Well, I'm telling Chelsea. So, I know very well. I grew up across the street from. Yeah, but um, do you have anything else you want to add? No, it's been great. This has this been a fantastic. Honestly, podcast. Nancy, I'm now telling you guys, you the truth. I I am charging both of you to find yourselves out on the Glenroy Preserve. Okay, let's do it. Earth <laughs> yeah. Day, Earth Day's coming up. Let's do a little talk about X. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, Earth Day's foundation coming up. Here. Let's and, do it, and yeah. we're going to do a cleanup. Can on I the talk preserve. to you about this? No, or, I want or do you I talk need... to my son Philip? Oh, okay. Geez, send it down the lane. Yeah, you, you <laughs> got to get not? you got to get Philip on. Nancy's like, never text me again. Don't ever text, text me again. Assistant. Text no, my son. No, no. Text <laughs> Chelsea. I'm done with you, Jack. No, but I think one of the best things that the foundation has ever done, we've supported a lot of wonderful organizations. We don't, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. There are great organizations that, that exist in our town, amazing ones, and people don't know about a lot about them. But if you ever watch any of our social media, we'll see we've invited some I'm of I'm going to throw on. it up on the screen. Okay. Boom, boom, um, boom, boom. But it honestly, honestly, that would probably be easiest. If you don't know it all, I guess I, you, Chelsea does know about everything with the foundation as well. 
Oh, yeah. Well, she works for the foundation. Okay, so if... Oh, okay, there you go. Jesus, I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> um, I will have Chelsea send me everything. Everything will yeah. go up on the screen so everybody knows how to get to and find find your stuff. We yeah. do that with everybody. Um, Perfect. Because the preserve is probably one of my... Um, what I would consider something that we did with the foundation as a legacy project. So when you th think about investing in your community, like I said, we didn't run the organizations. They already were there, existed, and do great things. But this was the opportunity for us to do something that was, I think, more lasting and far more impactful. So right. the preserve is pretty important, and especially after COVID, when people needed places to go. They were trapped in their homes, and yeah. and they needed a place to walk outside and clear their head and, and take their dog for a run and and listen to the the stream go by and watch the birds it was this is this is a real important thing that i feel yeah that uh, we embarked on you know especially right now we're more of a local you know mm -hmm. you know this is a more of a local podcast especially with talk about that this podcast um the ufc one i think gets more the eyes from Around all over the world, the world right. because you know but you talk about that especially lately has been a lot of local stuff Love and uh Yes, please. Everybody go to the website for Lola's. Um, yeah, uh, please go look at the foundation as well. The websites will be up on the uh, up on the screen. They'll listen to the podcast, go to YouTube to watch the visual. Nancy, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Was it, bet was it easier than, than you expected? Okay. I may never watch the YouTube because I really, oh, I never really do on. watch it. But. No, you did a great job. <laughs> you did a great job. Thank you so much for doing this. I really, sure. really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you guys and, so much uh, for watching. <laughs> Hope you guys have a good day. And peace. <laughs>